Chapter number 26, beginning with number 36, verse number 36. Should be on the screen, but your Bibles, hopefully you have them. Let's, I'll give you a moment. We've got some folks still getting situated. Matthew 26, 36 says, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here, while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. And he went a little further, and fell on his face, and prayed, saying, O oh my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thy wilt. And he cometh unto his disciples, and finding them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. You may be seated. I'm going to try, endeavor in the Holy Ghost to teach you what I think you already know, but hopefully you will get something from it, and the title is Sleepwalking. Sleepwalking. Anybody here sleepwalk? Anybody here sleepwalk? Titus sometimes says he sleepwalk when he's staying with us, and he gets up and he comes in our bedroom in the middle of the night and climbs on the bed and we say, what's going on? He says, I'm sleepwalking. <laughs> it is something that takes place though. It is something. In other words, people's eyes are open and they're walking around. They're actually seeing where they're going, but <laughs> they're unaware of their surroundings. They're still asleep. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah. I sure don't want to be sleepwalking, trying to live for God. And I think a lot of apostolics are. They're not watching and praying. You see, man, I really like this Bible. I just got it tonight, and I've already read some of it, and and, and some of the notes, because I can trust them. I can trust the notes. And it says here, basically, that this wasn't the only time that they went to the Mount of Olives or the Garden of Gethsemane. One time they went, they began to observe the divinity of Christ shining through His humanity. But in this instance, they were going to witness total obedience of His humanity to God Almighty as a man. Wow. He knew he was going to die. The Bible says he was sorrowful unto death. And here he took his inner circle. His inner circle. Peter had just told him, Lord, I'll never deny you. How many of us sometimes say, Lord, I'm going to live for you. I'm not going to backslide. I'm not going to do that anymore. Hey, I've made up my mind, God. This is how I'm going to live. Peter had just said that to the Lord. 
And so he takes his disciples to this garden. We've been there. And he leaves them there and he goes and he takes three others of the inner circle with him. And he says, now I want you to watch with me. And he went a little piece. I like the word yonder here. I really do. I mean, you know, yonder. Moses said the same thing. We go yonder. And he went and all of a sudden, the sorrowfulness of death, the heaviness of death, the pressure, the weight of the world began to fall on him and he fell down and he began to pray in his humanity, Father, if it be possible, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I want, but what you desire. Wow. Wow. And he comes back by the scripture, I would say, in about an hour. And he finds these three Closest to him. Always getting close to him wherever he went. Wanting to sit by him. Wanting to do things for him. And these three men were sleeping. It would be kind of like you knowing that morning will be your last sunrise. And you got three of your closest friends, your, your closest you thought would be the faithful saints of God. Can you pray with me? And you are just in travail. You're in agony because you know in the morning, you know in the morning you're leaving this world and you come and find them asleep. So it grieved him. And he woke him up. What? Can't you not watch with me one hour? Sleepwalking. Sleepwalking. I want to give you some definitions before I begin to teach on this lesson. Watch means to stay awake, alert, vigilant. And I think for us, it's not just a physical state, but a spiritual state whereby many of us are rocked by the things of the world and our life and our desires. We are rocked into complacency. We are rocked into sleep, but our eyes are wide open. Prayer. He said, watch and pray. Pray, of course, is prayer, but it also means worship. And worship is something within your spirit that bow down, submits, and becomes submissive to God's will in your life. That is worship. It is not many times dancing or clapping. That's praise. Worship is when you begin to humble your soul and you begin to prostrate your spirit before the Lord and you begin to say, not my will but thine. Oh God, it doesn't matter what I want. What is it that you want from me? That is worship. It is a state of mind, heart, and spirit. 
And then he says something that I think we've heard so many times that we take for granted. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Willing, predisposed. But I'm going to give you a word. I'm going to teach you a word tonight that I learned, that I had to look up. The word is alacrity. Alac, alacrity. 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 There we go. Alacrity. Have you ever heard that word? Yeah. Yeah. You know what it means? Anybody know what it means? I didn't know what it means. So I went to Webster. You know what it means? A cheerfulness, readiness to do something. Ow! The Spirit cheerfully is ready to serve God. Not just with intentions, but with actions. And that's what we're seeing here in the garden. They had a lot of good intentions. They went with Him with the garden. They, hey, they went afar. Hey, they just said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to serve you to the day I die. They had good intentions, but they had no action. Their spirit was indeed rejoicing. Yes, what can I do, Pastor? Yes, what can I do, God? Tell me what to do, God. I want to do whatever you want me to do, God. And then he asks you to do something and you go to sleep. (laughs) You go to sleep. We all Most of us, I would say, enjoy sleeping. We like to lose consciousness of our surrounding. Oh, 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 when you go to sleep, Brother David, you see everything that's going on. You know, your wife gets up. Tano begins to cry. Have you ever slept through that? Oh, get it, honey. Oh, as apostolics, we love to lose consciousness. It's very evident when I'm really preaching and some of you, you know, are nodding back there. You're not getting with it. You have done lost consciousness of your surrounding. Or you come in and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost is moving, but you're too busy conversing one with another. You done lost consciousness of your surrounding. The Holy Ghost is moving and you know He's pulling you to the altar but you won't budge because you've lost consciousness of your surrounding. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. The Spirit is happy to do something for God but the Spirit is alacrity. Excuse me. Yeah, I said that right. But the flesh doesn't have the strength for the action. The flesh loves to say, I won't do that again. The flesh loves to say, I'm sorry. What do I tell y'all? Don't tell me you're sorry. Show me you're sorry. They got that down. I want that on the test, Miss Brown. Because we are so accustomed to saying, I'll do that. I'll show up. I'll be there. 
You can count on me. But somewhere along the line, we fall asleep. Have you ever been driving, eyes wide open, and you're going someplace, and you know where you thought you were going, and the next thing you know, where am I going? Have you? No, you don't even, you miss the turn, and you don't even think about it a mile or two later. Whoa, where am I going? In fact, you get so used to going a certain way that you go there automatically even if you're supposed to go somewhere else. And that's what's happening to the church. We have become so accustomed to things that we are sleepwalking and are living for God and not hearing the voice of God or the direction of God because we are sleepwalking. This is a beautiful lesson. And I haven't even got to the meat of it yet. Sleepwalking. Most people <laughs> that truly sleepwalk don't know they're sleepwalking. And most apostolics that are spiritually sleepwalking will tell you, they ain't nothing wrong with me. I heard everything you said, Pastor, in the sermon. Repeat it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's true. You know why we drive wrong ways and miss turns? Because our mind is so cluttered with so many things, we cannot focus on the main thing at that moment. And that's exactly what's going on with the church. Can I put it this way? That's what's going on with you. And with me. And so I want to talk about the number two. Because that's the only number of enemies you and I have. Two enemies. No, 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 no. The church is not my enemy. The world is not my enemy. Now, if I love the world, I have enemy with God. I understand that. I can't be a friend of God. I can't love God. But they're not my enemy. A brother or sister in the church that's talking about is not my enemy. I got two enemies. I only got two enemies. I only got two enemies. And you know what they are, don't you? Yes, you do. It is Satan and my flesh. That's the only two enemies I've got. That's it. No more. No less, there's two. And one, if I conquer, I take away the effectiveness and the power of the Satan on using, because anything he uses, he uses on that which is weak in my life, and that is my flesh. He does not use it on my spirit. He does not use it on my soul. He uses it on my flesh. That's why he said, that I've got to mortify the deeds of my flesh. <laughs> now I know that the Bible says that we do not fight against flesh and blood. That's talking about other people. It doesn't have anything. I do fight against flesh. Flesh. It's weak. It doesn't want to obey. It's weak. It wants to sleepwalk. 
Why do you think you go to sleep? You think it's because your spirit wants to take a nap? Your spirit can't sleep. When you're sleepwalking in the Holy Ghost, it isn't your spirit that's sleepwalking. It is your flesh. If you're sitting through a service and you're not hearing anything going on, it's not your spirit. Your spirit is trying to nudge you. Wake up. This is good stuff. Wake up. This. What's wrong with you? They are. Your heart is screaming. Hear what the preacher saith to the church. Oh, my God. I got a little fired up there on Wednesday night, but that's all right. Because I'm telling you, when the Holy Ghost begins to move, it's not my flesh that gets all worked up. It's my spirit. And all of a sudden, my spirit, because I've already put my flesh into subjection, now can use this flesh into worship and to run and to dance and to shout. Whoa. You cannot speak in tongues until your flesh is under control. (laughs) I'm going to tell you a couple of my weaknesses because we got to know our weakness. Because that's my enemy. I got to know my enemy, not enemies. I'm not going to be ignorant of the devil's devices, but whatever he's using, he's going to use upon the weakness of my flesh. He's not going to come at me at the strength of my flesh. Is he? No. I'd be foolish. Guess what? We all got weaknesses. But we don't want to admit that. Now, yeah, 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 we don't want to miss. No, no. When the preaching comes forth and begins to hit us and reveal our weaknesses, no, that's my brother or sister the preacher's talking about. Not me. No, I'm not going to let anybody know I'm weak. I'm macho. I'm tough. I got it under control. Yeah, right. Your spirit is saying, liar. And your flesh is saying, would you be quiet? Who's going to win? So I'm going to give you, I'm going to be vulnerable. Because I got them. I got weaknesses. I, I got the weaknesses. I got them. I'm not going to tell you them all. <laughs> no. No, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a couple of them, okay? Weakness. I'm, I am winning food. I'm weak. I'm weak. <laughs> I'm, I'm weak. I'm I, 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 I weak. I, I mean, I'll lose it. I get up in the morning and say, you know what? I'm going to eat good today. By the end of the day, my wife says, what would you eat? Well... Only a few times you can say, I was a good boy today, honey. When I come back from a conference, okay, what'd you eat? Because I tell people, don't you tell my wife what I ate. I'll tell her if she asks. And I'm praying all the way home. I hope she doesn't ask. Because I know that's my weakness. Hey, and, and, and don't leave chocolate out. But hey, taking my blood sugar every morning, I got to do something. Because, you know, I just eat a little bit of chocolate. And eat the wrong things and look out. Look out. Hey, your blood don't lie. That that came from heaven because it's not it. My blood doesn't lie. (laughs) No, it doesn't lie. Uh Uh-uh. No, 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 no. No, no. It doesn't lie. You can convince yourself if you want to. No, I don't have to watch it. I feel pretty good. I'm going to have me a big old piece of cake right now. And then when you get up to 
your blood sugar. Where did I put that? I don't know where I put that. Well, we'll get it tomorrow. You're right. So, so that's one of my weaknesses. That, that's one of my You know, I find that if I can, if my spirit is willing, my spirit don't need food, physical food. It doesn't need food, food at all. It needs the Word of God food, but it don't need. So if my spirit can begin to put my flesh under subjection and say, uh-uh, you're not having two helpings. We got a match going on, and you don't even know it. I mean, you know, I'm smiling and everything, but there's a war going on. Look at that. That's the last piece. Look at it. It was so good. It's kind of like the beef and barley soup my wife made. Oh, I did have a bowl and a half. Barley. How many's ever had barley? Shame on you if you haven't. It is delicious, and it's heart healthy. It's good. Barley is good. Anybody know what barley is? Okay. All right. Okay. You know. So, have you ever went somewhere and said, you know, I'm not, I'm not visiting the dessert bar? How many times were you successful? <clears throat> now, there are some folks where food's not a problem for them. But the majority of us, food is a problem. And it keeps us from fasting. And therefore, it keeps us from doing things that God says. This only comes forth by prayer and fasting. This isn't a fasting message, so calm down a little bit. But that's the truth. I don't know about you, but when you eat, you become sluggish. You begin to doze. You begin to lose consciousness. I need to do that, but I'm going to let my food settle. Can't go into water right after you eat. Is that why some of you can't get into the living water? Now, let me go in because you think food, you think, okay, that's not a very bad weakness. Shame on you. It can kill people. It is a terrible weakness. I know you young folks can eat, you know, like all day long and still, you know, slim. That's right. Keep that up. One day it'll catch up to you. It will. It'll catch up to you. Anybody say amen. It's catching up to me. But I've got a good wife that's trying to feed me correctly. I don't know what I'm going to say. No, I don't want that. I said, whatever you want to fix me, dear. That's what I say. Whatever you want to fix me, dear. She says, how's it taste? It tastes fine, dear. I got my flesh under control. Okay. But my second one I want to share with you, I'm not saying that it is, again, more deadly than food, but food was an easy intro. The other one is this. There are times in my life, and I'm working on this, that I tend to speak too quickly. For some reason, I feel like I've got to handle it now. And then there are times when I do that, I say way too much. And I'm backpedaling, and I know that I can't do that. 
And I know it's wrong, but I have not yet conquered it. But I'm wor- I recognized it. Many times, I don't have to say nothing right now. I can go home, go to sleep, wait a couple of days, you know, and then speak if I need to. Many times, it'll work itself out without me saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one that has that, I guess. Okay, then. But I will admit I'm working on it. And I don't mind my wife helping me. She may think I do, but I don't. Because nobody, nobody in their right mind likes to be told, you're weak in this area. Don't worry. I won't tell nobody. But I know. I probably have put myself in more predicaments of loss of sleep because I was too impatient because that's where it really lies. Anything I do too quickly is because I'm impatient. And patience, I possess my soul. The apostolic world is in trouble in the fight. Yeah, we're in trouble with the fight. Because we're really not fighting. We're existing. We're sleepwalking. And many churches, the enemy doesn't even show up anymore. He doesn't have to. They don't convince themselves. They don't have to do that anymore. They can do whatever they want to, look how they want to, live the way they want to. They can gossip. They can get on Facebook. They can post things. It don't matter. Hey, I'm going to heaven. I'm fine. They convince themselves they don't even need to go to the house of God and I can still go to heaven. You are fooling yourself. You are sleepwalking. The Bible is plain. Forsake not the gathering together as the manner of some is. And so much more as you see the day of approaching. I don't know about you, but I love coming to the house of God. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I know here lately I've gotten old. I missed once. But it eats me up. It kills me. Now, I didn't say that to condemn you. There are legitimate reasons. Now, I don't need to keep saying that. But many times, if we're not careful, that becomes one of our weakness. And if you do not recognize your weakness, you will not win the fight. The enemy will attack you at your most weakest point. You say, well, it's not that. Okay. But then you think the other, you didn't even bring that in. And he beats you up. He causes you to sin because you give in to the temptation. Because you're not watching and praying. Your spirit is ready to live for God. But your flesh is strengthless. Oh, I want to go a lot of places here. And I probably will. I probably will. Let me just, if I could, give just nine, nine 
And there's a lot more than this. Weaknesses that we all can have. We all can have. A quick temper. That's a weakness. And do you know the enemy is going to do whatever he can to push that button so you lose your testimony, so that you begin to act like you don't have no Holy Ghost at all, that you don't even know what the Holy Ghost is. So do something about it. What about addictions? Well, I've tried, but I just can't seem to quit. Let me tell you something right now. People without the Holy Ghost quit in some of these addictions. So don't tell me you can't. It's because you don't want to. Well, Pastor, you just don't know. Hey, I don't want to know. But I do know this for a fact. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got power over that addiction. But you're going to have to put your flesh into subjection. And you're going to have to do it through watch and pray. You're going to have to do it through worship, true worship, of humbling yourself before God, confessing your sins, understanding that you are a sinner, I am a sinner, and understanding, God, I am weak in this area. Do something about it. No. He's going to say, you do something about it. That's our problem. We always want to, hey, God, help me here. I'm not saying he won't, but he wants to see some actions, not intentions. If he could just deliver you out of every temptation, that's not living for God. He give himself to you, to me, so I can what? Resist temptation. Every apostolic living needs to hear this message and apply it every single day. And when you get that weakness under control, don't think it won't try to creep back up and bite you. You better keep it at bay as you're working on others. Let me tell you right now, your strengths will take care of themselves. You just got to dust them every now and then, and they'll stay strong. But your weaknesses, you got to work at every single day. You're going to have good days with it. You're going to have bad days with it. Pick yourself up and say, you know what? Flesh, I'm going to beat you today in that area. What about laziness? (sighs) Laziness. Ooh, I love everybody. Laziness will keep you in bed when you know you should have been up 20 minutes ago. And then you walk in church and worship's already over. And we're just now starting the word of God. Now, hello. That's not because. Now, I realize. I'm going to say it one more time. There's legitimate reasons. But most of the time is we just won't get up. Uh, listen, there's 24 hours. You can choose to get up an hour early if you want to. In fact. You're going to have to this coming Sunday, whether you like it or not, if you're going to be on time. So why not just put it in? Hey, I'm going to do it. You get your flesh so disciplined in getting up, your flesh will get up without an alarm clock every single time. You'll wake up and say, wow, 
You'll reach over to that cell phone and turn the alarm on before, off before it wakes somebody else up. Thank you. I got a witness. Anybody? I got a witness. Thank you. Thank you. And that goes on Saturday and Sundays too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, oh, it's Saturday. <laughs> Praise God. I get to let my flesh run wild. Because Sunday's coming. I can get it back in shape. You better not give your flesh a millimeter because it won't stop there. So even, and I know, I'm not saying it's, I know this is hard for teenagers because that's all they want to do is sleep. But, but the point I'm trying to say very quickly is if you discipline your flesh, Things that you should do will be automatic. And things you don't do will also be automatic not to do it. Almost through with the list, the short list. I just got a short list. Did you make my short list tonight? Money. 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 Lust of all kinds. Why is it that some folks don't have a problem with certain sites? Because we have children here. On the internet, and some they're drawn to. It's all because of weaknesses. That's why I don't understand why you still have a computer. But I need it for my job. Then you better do something to be sure you can't get pop ups or go to sites. Because when you're at your weakest, your spirit's crying, don't go there. Don't, don't go there. Don't, you know, initially when your spirit says that, it's loud and clear. Then all of a sudden it gets dull and dull and dull. And the next thing you know, how did that get there? It's happening in our school as early as the first, second, and third grade. It happens at home, parents, and you're not even aware of it because you don't have safeguards on your computers or cell phones. And cell phones is the worst. I got to go on. Selfishness. But but, but what about that person? But they're not not doing wrong. What about this person? That's being selfish. Deal with yourself. The other person is not your enemy. Evil thoughts, you assume always the worst. Did you hear them whispering about me, dear? That's what I heard, and it had to be about me. Yeah, it could have been. But what difference does it make? That's not my enemy. I'm my enemy. I could say it this way, even though it may not be true. They were saying such kind things about me, dear. 
They sure love me. You understand what I'm saying? Bringing every evil thought, wicked imaginations under the obedience of Christ. Two more and then I'm going to close. Do you know that negativity is a weakness? You discipline, hear me, your flesh in being negative or positive. You're not born that way. Don't tell me when a baby's first word comes out, I'm so negative, mama. You give them the bottle, I know it's going to be cold. They, the last, there's many more. There's many more. Believe me, we all have them. We all have them. And all of us are weak at one time or another, the things that I'm mentioning. Gossip. Becoming a gossiper. The word for it is, everybody, if you would for me, touch your nose. You can touch your nose. It's being nosy. I don't know where my daughter is, probably putting Gideon down or something. (laughs) Hey, Dad, what's going on? I'm not talking about it. Come on, Dad, you can tell me. No, I'm not going to tell you. Why not? Because I'm not going to. 